You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Welcome back to Screening in Kingston. Uh, Taylor, you just described this as kind of a weird week in our movie club before we started recording. You know, I say it's a weird week. It is a weird week, but isn't every week kind of weird? There are some that are weird <laughs> by by virtue of how are we going to find comparisons between these two films or wow, these two films oddly connected or they couldn't be more different. And then you get weeks like this week where, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the movies, Taylor, but like, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, like, cool. Don't know, don't know how those ended up in the hat, but all right. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'm not too sure. But yeah, it's true. That, okay. I have to agree with That's you about That's why that. it was weird. Yeah. The movie, because the movies seemed weird. We can, we can pinpoint when we're watching a movie kind of like, okay, you can tell that maybe someone's super passionate about this movie no one's really heard of, or there's something like big kind of being said. Um, and, and you mentioned actually last week and, and Taylor, a couple fans did indeed respond about asking like, why did you put this in the hat? Um, so a few fans wrote in and we'll, we'll talk to them and hear from them about their, why they put certain movies in the hat. Um, but I, I would love to know why these two films were selected like of of all yeah. of them um i mean we i will give a little something a little bit away the person who who selected the help um is uh, cassie and cassie wrote us an email explaining it great um so we will get that today but austin uh our, our friend austin put in burnt um no real explanation so um, i don't want our viewers to be offended why i'm like why when i say like how did this end up in the hat? But these are random movies. Like yeah. you said, Mike, like it's not, you know, you watch certain movies and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It was a weird, like, oh, they purposely put it to trip us up or like whatever, right? Normally you can identify <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. These two movies, you watch them and you're like, no, I don't, I don't know why. And <laughs> well, and fans like feel free when you when you know your your movies come out of the hat, like give, give us an email and, and let us know. And, and I'll try my best to track down the names and, and let people know and email them. But uh, Austin, I, we know you're listening. So let us know next week, even, you know, what what Does, was it, maybe behind Austin's, Maybe Austin's a chef. Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, to me, I mean, I don't know much about Austin and I don't want to pretend I do, but just from the games and stuff and emailing back and forth, I just wouldn't think this would be up his alley of a movie. But maybe there's a reason that we don't know about it. or maybe he does like it. I don't know. I don't. I, I maybe don't he's know. a chef. You're right. Like maybe there's a whole background <laughs> thing we don't know about. Um, but we will hear from Cassie today as to why the help ended up in the house. Right. So that, that will, I think, give us a little bit of context there. But yeah, you're right. This was... This was a week, and again, I'll give away a little bit of where I kind of watched both movies and sort of felt that that weird middle ground of like, I, I, there's nothing too bad for me to talk about. There's nothing too spectacular for me to talk about. It was just a fine viewing experience. I it was like, okay, this is done. This, I guess, maybe is giving away a connection that we'll talk about later. But it definitely did feel like 
Sunday afternoon, you turn on the movie network, and either of these <laughs> yeah. movies yeah. could be on, you know? Burnt or, or the help, yeah. yeah. You know, you flip, you're flipping channels, the W network has the help on, and you flip a couple more channels, and the, I don't know, the movie network has burnt on. I That's what it <laughs> feels like. So, like, again, kind of a spoiler, like, it was an okay movie weekend. Let's put, yeah, let's yeah. Put it that yeah, um, yeah. And and as our fans know, and we've kind of talked about, it's actually kind of hard to talk about movies when they're just you know they're okay or they're good middle or they're line. fine, middle of the line. Because you you could say some nitpicky stuff, but it's it's more just the movies were fine. Like I think that's the best way to put it. It's it's the the reason why the stream it exists it's like i wouldn't run to see these in the movie theater but whatever like it was an okay movie experience i watched them i didn't hate them i will say that i'm gonna come down and sorry in advance to austin i am gonna come down a little bit hard on burnt um, i have more notes on burnt yeah. than i do the help <laughs> so i I, I'm, I think okay. i might be with there's you on a that lot, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with burnt yeah but overall it was like a okay like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Um, so we will get to that. We'll talk about that. And clearly we already have a sense of what our feelings are. But we do have a bunch of fan questions to kind of get us started as usual cool. today. So let's uh, let's go through there. And we'll start um, with a regular here. We got Josh, the Inquisitor. Uh, he says, uh, what are your top three Liam Neeson movies? Is The Haunting your least favorite Lisa- Liam Neeson <laughs> movie <laughs> from Josh, the Inquisitor? Very topical. Um, Probably. Yeah, at least favorite. I don't know. He's had a couple bad movies. Was he? He was in Love Actually, right? Yeah, he was and, in Love Actually. Uh, that's, that's probably my least favorite. Near. So we are. <laughs> is he asking for our three favorites? Favorite? Oh okay. no, he's saying he's he was uh, he was asking what your top three Liam Neeson movies, and he was just asking. I think as a joke, is is right. haunting the least favorite? Which I would I would say no because if. Liam Neeson is indeed in Love Actually, and that's a worse movie than The Haunting. Um, but yeah, I'll be I, honest with you, like I have not seen a lot of Liam Neeson movies. I'm going through. Some, he like, he does a lot of those like action, like the first Taken movie's pretty good. Um, I I don't like the one where he fights the the wolf for no reason. Um, that one's a little strange. Um, he was in a million ways to die in the West. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the he was the Irish cowboy. He's in the Lego movie. I forget who he voiced. Yes, I think the policeman. Yep. The yes, he's the Lego. police. He's the that's, double-headed policeman yeah. who has like the multiple personalities. Yeah, that's a good one. He's yeah, that's a really both good one. Ted movies. Uh, yes, but he's just a cameo. Okay. He he like buys cereal in the first one, and he's really worried that tricks are just for kids you know that tricks are for kids he so he goes up <laughs> to ted and is like so if i buy the cereal like you're not gonna stop me and they're like no why would we stop you well it says tricks are for kids and i'm clearly an adult and it's just it's this really weird joke but it's so funny um he's in silence and i really silence is a really good movie yeah silence is good um, yeah that one like without like all joking aside good performance good movie so that might be my favorite one of his i'm you know it's funny like i guess i just have not seen a ton 
of Liam Neeson movie. Have you seen any of the Taken movies? No. Because the first one, I will say, it like like happens most with a franchise. The first one is actually quite watchable and is quite a good concept. And then it kind of goes overboard from there. But I would say like Taken for me, Taken Silence are both up there. A million Ways to Die in the West. He was very, very funny in that. Um, he shows like this silly comedy side to yeah. him that you don't know he has. And I like that. And I'll say I'm going to put the Le- Lego movie on the list because yeah, that's the Lego movie is a really good movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I forgot he was the policeman. Do you know that no. he plays Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia or he voices Aslan? Really? Oh. The lion? I bet you now if I rewatch that movie, I would be more, I would, I would pick it out. But when I was younger, I probably just didn't know. And he voices the evil wizard in the English dub of Ponyo which is a good movie. That's an I've anime. never seen it. He plays the evil wizard in that. So that's good. Um, he, he's got the, he's got a good voice for voice acting. I guess like, like, he's got a distinct voice. I like when he does cameos. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I guess he is, he certainly is one of those guys that's known for action. So you're right when he can do his comedic, comedic cameos. Um, big fan. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the next uh, fan question is actually more of a, a, well, there's a couple fan questions that are comments for you, Taylor. Okay. Um, they're all positive. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's uh, First, this one's from Kathy. It says, congratulations, Taylor. Even though it took you just about three years to complete your homework assignment, you did it. Uh, I take it as a win that you did admit that the movie was well made. This is Apollo 13. So you get an A for your homework mark. Oh, good. So there you go. You got your homework done. Fans are happy. Uh, this uh, this next one is also along these lines. Um, <laughs> this one uh, this one is from Sean, who says, "I can't believe you actually finally reviewed Apollo 13." Congratulations, Taylor. I thought you had a very fair review. I'm also a little so-so on the movie, but I do appreciate it for the filmmaking aspects, which you pointed out. Great work on finally reviewing Apollo 13. As an, as an overachiever, I'm liking these report cards. I'm like, yeah. yes, I did yeah. do a good job. Kathy and Sean are <laughs> on board. They're big fans. So there you go. Um, next, uh, this is kind of a response to us. So Stephanie, who wrote the thumb de- thumbs down sign uh, last week, um, that was the only thing that Stephanie right, no submitted. No context. wasn't even applied no to context. one movie or the other. Uh, Stephanie says, yes, I was saying something. Thumbs down to both both movies. I wasn't a fan of The Haunting or Apollo 13. However, I can at least appreciate Apollo 13 for all the points that you both brought up. The form glitched out on me and must have erased everything else I put in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was more than the thumbs down sign. I apologize for that. I'm loving the show, signed Stephanie. So that's fine, Stephanie. That was just a glitch. That's not your fault. Stephanie, that's hilarious. <laughs> but it legitimately, always- all we got was a thumbs down. So like, <laughs> we don't know what you else you said. And Stephanie, it sounds like maybe you're new to the show. It's not unusual for us to get comments like a single emoji, right? So for us, we were just like, yep, that makes sense. Someone sent us one (laughs) thumbs down. But um, I'm sorry that you wrote more and (laughs) it wasn't included. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I apologize for that. I'm sure it will work for you next time. Sometimes things just glitch out. Um, you know, you can always email us to find out if things went through. But uh, yeah, you sent us another form answering this, Stephanie, and it worked fine. So I'm sure it was just a one-time thing. 
next we have a from Akil. So Akil's answering our question kind of last week as well, even though his movie wasn't picked this week. Um, he had picked Life of Brian, um, but he put a couple other things in the hat. So I'm sure other things will come out as well. But Akil says, um, I wanted to answer the question about why I picked certain movies. I know for me, as a general rule, the movies I picked were things I more just wanted to hear what you both thought of it. I didn't necessarily like the movies myself. I didn't necessarily get into either um, either of the films that I submitted, but I did think that I wanted to hear a little bit more about what you both thought about it. Maybe the film has some point that only I seem to think is relevant or not relevant and other people disagree and just wanted to see what you thought without giving you too much context to cloud your views. I kind of like how you both go into each movie blind, so I didn't feel giving any explanation would be good. However, I do agree if one of my other movies does come up, I'll give you explanation to read after you've seen it. That's, that's a cool approach. Thanks. Akil. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Having us come in with completely blind notions as to why we're watching it. Just wanting our two cents. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I kind of always thought about it more as a people would have a reason or want to try to, to, to throw connections in there or trick us up a little bit. But hey, if you just wanted our opinion and just don't want us to have context, that makes sense too. Hey, I can see it. You get our opinions for free every week. <laughs> yeah, no matter <laughs> what your opinions you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep on giving them until, <laughs> until we're booted <laughs> until we off see the air. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until Army Hammer uh, comes Sues after us. us. Um, uh, last one here is from Cassie. Now, Cassie, as I mentioned, had the help come up. So Cassie wrote, um, I picked the help because I actually don't think this movie really holds up too much to now. I think the movie doesn't age very well um, and how it's on how it's tackling some pretty big issues that are still relevant today. But I feel that filmmakers are learning a lot. And I think that more importantly, they're learning about inclusivity on and off the camera. When telling stories like these, now we see a little bit more black artists involved in production, directing, writing, etc. I feel like this movie did a good job in some aspects, but was clearly driven by other factors. I kind of wanted to know what your both your thoughts were on this film and if you agree that it doesn't really hold up as much even 10 years later. So that's from Cassie. Um, so I guess we can talk about that a little bit when we review the movie. Yeah. If we think it holds up and but that I mean again that's a that's a clear point. You have a reason why you wanted to put the movie in. I mean again I, I don't think you have to have a reason. You could have just thrown the movie in for the sake of it, but it is kind of nice to know what our fans are thinking. Like what what was your reason to just... want us to review? When you pull them out of the hat and sometimes you see two movies side by side, you're just sort of like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if The Help was pulled with a different movie, right. it may wouldn't have seemed as weird. Or like mm -hmm. The Burnt, Burnt was pulled with another one. But like, yeah, sometimes we just get these two random movies and it's like, what the heck? Hey, Mike, is that it for fan questions? Yes. Because... Um, one of my very good friends said she was submitting and I'm calling her out on air right now. She said she was going to submit, um, and essentially tear us both apart for our opinions from last week. And clearly it didn't go through. So I'll have, to uh, yeah, no, I don't see uh, that would have been a great email to have. No, I don't see, um, nothing. I know nothing else came through the website. Because I did a thorough double check of that. Um, and then I'm in the email now. And I'll just quickly refresh just to make sure. But She uh, said no. she, was, she wrote her email 
right after she listened on Wednesday. So, was she upset about Apollo 13 or the yes, haunting? Or? She was upset about my opinions on Apollo 13 and, um, you know, America's dad in general, Tom Hanks. And she's a Tom Hanks fan or doesn't like Tom Hanks? Huge Tom Hanks fan. Oh, okay. Anyways, all we got to get the yeah, yeah message her. We got to get this email here. We'll we'll do it <laughs> see, next week for sure. See what happened? Maybe it was a, an emoji glitch or something. Maybe yeah. But... I mean, if more, I I would want to know because if if someone else did submit over the website and there's a problem, then I want to look into I it. I was but, under yeah. the impression she emailed us, but I will um I'll ask I, her and yeah, see what I, happened. I hope I hope I didn't miss something, but I, I'm usually pretty thorough about finding them. She'll have another. It. She'll let us hear it in the next email. Good. About how yeah, we lost, that's great. Love how it. we lost the first email. <laughs> lost the, the, we didn't want the controversy. Yeah, we or were the trying opinion. to. Yeah. No, I I love us. it. I'm. I want to hear what uh, what she has to say about Tom Hanks. And this that is another good. complete aside, Mike. Do you have a cat in your apartment? Yeah. Sorry. Can you hear her? Yes. Yeah, that did you finally bite the bullet and get a pet cat? Yeah, so this would have been actually a while ago. I got a, a pet cat who's who's she was only four months old, and I got her like a month or, or so ago. Um, so she's still a baby, um, and I usually lock her out of the room that I'm recording in. But she's been being quite uh, a What's nuisance. What's her name? I know you don't is... like talking about yourself on air, but <laughs> yes, her, her name is Marcy. Um, she's a she's a she's a sort of a black cat. Um, so she's about five months old now. Um, very much acts like a baby. I knew you were going to first try with a fish, mm. right? See if you could keep the fish alive. Fish went well. And clearly, yeah, now you've upgraded. I, I now have, I have two goldfish, uh, a cat and, and four plants. You're... But see, the reason why she's in the room with me is because I, I locked her out, but she kept scratching on the door. I'm like, Aww. well, I can't have that. And la- the last couple of weeks, it's been totally fun. She must just be in a mood today. And now I'm sorry if you can hear her. She's like attacking. No, it's cute. Yeah, she's like she's meowing and running around and like attacking me. And it's yeah. She's saying, Papa, look at me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm saying, get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. I like, can't again, normally I lock her out, but she's in some sort of a mood where she just keeps scratching at the door and doesn't want to be locked out of she my room. She wants to be so. included. Well, and there's a massive big window in my room and she likes to sit there. So she is there and it's fine until she runs around and decides to jump on the desk. So here we are. I was trying to keep it down. I thought I thought no one would notice. I honestly thought that like well, nobody would you notice. Hit it for it a down. Month. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because she normally isn't in the room, but now here we are. Well, there you go. But anyway, yes, have a cat. Um, well, okay, let's get back on track here. I don't know where we are. Um, so I'm just questions. glad it's your cat and not my dog. Your dog, you know yeah, I yeah. Am. There's always something, right? <laughs> there's always one. Um, but yes, yeah, so if you if you do want to ask us any fan questions, you can always email us at screeningandkingston at gmail.com. If for some reason you think the website's being weird, we will look into that if that's an issue. But you can also go to screeningandkingston.com. There is a, you know, a form to fill out. But I will look into that. You can always use the Gmail if you're unsure. And find out from your friend if, if it was an issue with the site. Yeah. I want to know for sure. Katie. Um, I gotta, I'll get to the bottom Katie? of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk the help and burnt. Um, shall we start with the help then? Seeing as Cassie yeah. kind of had that lead in. Um, so the help 2011 is when this movie came out. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I didn't actually know it was based on previous material. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen this. So I might've, 
I might have known this. Like I might have like known that it was based on a book. But you know, may, maybe it just got lost in time. Well, ten years. Ten years, right? Ten years is a long time, Taylor. <laughs> like I, I just have to say, it's a very long I time. I feel old because. I watched this during my under, I mean, I had, I'm pretty sure a it's okay. Let me backtrack a little bit. You know how there's some, sometimes there's a movie that comes out and for whatever reason you end up seeing it a bunch of times and you of don't course. really know why. Yep. So like for me, the help <laughs> is one of those movies. Ah, came out okay. And like, I've seen it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it in theaters. I watched it in, my history of civil rights class, my fourth year of undergrad. Um, yeah, like it's a movie that I have definitely seen more than once. And it's like, it's okay, but it doesn't, in my opinion, warrant as, it doesn't warrant as many watches as I've given it in my life. But like, yeah, they were like, like I wouldn't... accidental watches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like this thing about the help, my biggest takeaway from it was I just, wouldn't really sit down and watch it again like i know i'd seen it before and even watching it i was like okay this is starting to become vaguely familiar but i understand why i forgot about it like i kind of get that because it's just it's not to me it's a it's not a very remarkable film like it just it just isn't and that's that's saying i mean there's so many great performances in here this was yeah. the who's who of Hollywood actresses in 2011. Like everyone's in this. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. As people were coming out, I was like, the everybody is in Pitch this movie. Perfect. Emma, Emma Stone, the girl, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that other girl, girl who was a get in the gambling movie. Well, oh. she's actually a big star now. Wait, who are you talking about? Jessica Chastain? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There, here, this will be a fun game. You describe them by, by, by saying the girl who was, and I'll try to give the name. Yes. You're right. Emma but you Stone. got it. You got yes. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Jessica Chastain. Well, you said the gambling movie. Like what are Molly's you Molly's game. I Molly's game. Called. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like Viola Davis is in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I don't know the who's mom? who's the person from Pitch Perfect. Who, what do you mean? Which Brittany Snow? I'm Brittany sure Snow is in this. Maybe movie? she's yeah. She plays oh. one of the I don't know one, one of the, the, the yeah, oh yeah one, one of, of the, the ladies at the girls. Oh okay yeah. And I want to say like a stellar performance from as usual from Allison Janney, who yeah. who's in everything, uh, including this. Like this is like a who's who of acting and like the acting is superb. But I just thought the movie was kind of like fine. Like I th- didn't you describe it, Taylor, last week as like it's like Green Book but a little better. Yeah. So that's um, it was Cassie, right? Who wrote in this? Yes, Cassie. Yeah. This was her. So yeah. her her question being like, has the movie stood the test of time? So. When it came out, as far as I can remember, it was very well received. Okay, and, well, that was going to be my um, question about this reception. Yeah, and like I said, like I've seen it enough times that obviously people thought it was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I do remember enjoying it when I first saw it, but it definitely has that. I think we can give it more slack than Green Book because, again, it did come out in 2011. And like Cassie said, like, movie making has come a long way in the last decade. And I don't think, you know, in 2011, the critiques that we give Green Book, we weren't necessarily giving 
the same critiques back then, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think, I, and I think that's very fair because 10 years is a long time. Like you wouldn't, to put it in context, this is like saying a movie that came out in 1971 and 1981. They would yeah. have completely different feels. Like yeah. the 80s and 70s are completely different. Like in our minds, if I said 71 and 81, you would have two different thoughts that would like different things would come into your head and it'd be very, very different. So I think 2011, even though I think as we all get older and are kind of here, we maybe recognize that change different, but the world is very different than it was 10 years ago. Like that's a, that's a long time. So I think, yeah, Cassie brings up a good point and, and Taylor, your points, I think very valid. I think that. if this movie was made today, although, although maybe not, cause as we saw with green book, you know, people are still going to make the movies they want to make. But um, I think if you were to make it now, it would be less focused on the Skeeter character. And like yeah. that kind of like white savior, like it was her initiative to tell these stories. And like, you know, she was doing a service to the black community by gathering their stories. So I think if you were to make this movie now, you would have to, um, I think, I think filmmakers would reposition the story, but it's yeah. tough too, because this book, this movie is based on a book. I haven't read the I haven't read the book, but I'm assuming that Skeeter's the main character of the book, right? So yeah, like, yeah. Because like an adaptation. Yeah, I, I did know. feel like Viola Davis's character was the one that the movie could have focused more on. Like yeah. that 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 was my only real criticism of the movie. It was like I kind of wanted more of her, even though like I mean, to me, she had the big emotional swings of the film. Um, and like the, you know, the, the scene of her saying goodbye to that girl at the end, like that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it was very well done, I think in that respect. Um, but I mean, in terms of like reception, like Octavia Spencer won the Oscar for, for her performance in this. Viola Davis was nominated. Jessica Chastain was nominated and best, mo it was nominated for best picture that year. So, I mean, it kind of gives you the out. sense that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely this would be a best picture. But yeah, I, I think that those those points are all valid. I do think it's fair, though, to to kind of let films age not well, because that's the way it was. Like, that's the way films were made back then. And even Cassie in, in the email here is pointing out all these ways that like films, filmmakings come a long way in 10 years. But that's fair because 2021 and 2011 very very different just like my comparison back to the 80s and 70s like it you know you kind of have to look at it as things change a lot in a short period of time so but that being said like i don't think the movie's completely tone deaf maybe that will get nope. me in trouble i think like um yes if this movie was made today i think it would be different but in the grand scheme of things like there are far worse movies mm -hmm. that treat race relations um yeah and this movie does give you a lot of of screen time and moments and story structure around both viola davis and octavia spencer like those are the two you're following i would say pretty equally to emma stone's character like it's not like we're not seeing that stuff like some some of the best scenes in the movie in, in my opinion were was was when finally octavia spencer starts working for um jessica chastain's character those were the best scenes the yeah best like scene, those two of them yeah like that and that was such a like it was comic relief obviously but there's also like a lot of heart and emotion and like the things that were happening to jessica chastain's character and like the, kind of them dealing with it together like i thought that was really well done 
one contemporary so even in 2011 some people were saying that it was sort of a sanitized version of race relations in the south right that you know they it makes it palatable for whites to be able to watch that and that was essentially my critique of green book right is that like this is a movie that whites can watch and say oh we've come so far right? Yeah. Yeah. um, It had that feeling for sure. Yeah. But again, like we can maybe excuse it a little bit in 2011, but the fact that green book was released like what, two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and again, like I think we both brought up this point when with green book of like, there are people out there who still need this film to be like this. And it's probably the same with the help is like, you know, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a world where, where there are certain people who never experience these other stories? Like, is that, that the way you want it to be? Or do you have to sometimes, I guess, make it, what was the word palatable? I don't know. Like, I don't get it, but like, whatever, apparently that's what needed to happen. So I think that that kind of does make sense. Palatable means like taste good. So you think of like, if you're making something for kids and you know, they're not going to want to eat salmon you would have to make the salmon palatable to them so you would disguise it as fish sticks oh i see so they still get they still get the good stuff but you're disguising it so that's kind of movie wise yeah yeah so yeah i mean if that's again i i don't know because again this is this isn't this isn't for me to know i don't have a problem hearing different stories and i embrace them when when i get the opportunity but if someone is not going to take in a story like the help. Would you rather them not watch it or watch it in this palatable yeah, way? It's the, like that's the question. I don't know. Like I don't know the answer. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Does every movie have to push us? Right. Can like, every movie every, do that? I yeah. mean, is every movie even capable of that? I don't even know if that's possible. You know, like I think some movies can. Maybe some movies can't. Overall, I would say that. It's like an okay, I guess that's what we said at the top of the hour, right? It's an okay it's movie. It's an okay yeah. movie. Like, like it wasn't an unpleasant watch. Like, it was entertaining. It had drama. It had comedy. The acting was superb. There's nothing wrong Beautiful with, costume, like, the, yeah, great nothing wrong with the structure. But um, I, but I do agree, is it did feel kind of bland. And I feel like I've seen movies that tackle these um, types of, of social issues and this and racism and a lot stronger and a lot better. And those movies don't typically get Oscars. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> That's no, it makes sense. The help would, would be nominated, but you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it, exactly. I I've seen examples of this done a little better. So this movie is kind of like middle ground for me. Like I, I would give it a stream it because it wasn't unpleasant to watch, but I don't know if I'd be running to watch it. Yeah. I think like, it's funny if I had reviewed, if I had, a, if we had this show in 2011, 2011 Taylor probably would have said this is a see it. Right. Um, but with like a decade of distance, I agree with you, Mike. I think it's a stream it. Well, and is that not what Cassie's kind of talking about here? Yeah. Maybe that's exactly it. Like you back then might've been like, yeah, see it. But now 10 years later, filmmaking's changed. You've seen a lot more different things. You look at the film a little differently. And I think that's totally fair. I think that's a fair comment to make like that's what happens as things age mm-hmm. yeah there you go stream it for for uh, the help so now let's talk about burnt i'm really interested to have this conversation and then we'll try to compare these two movies another film that i could have sworn 
I'd seen, but if I had, I don't really remember it much. When I was watching the movie, I was like, I think I've seen this, but I don't know. I've um, never seen this movie. I had never heard of this movie. Did you watch it before or after The Help? I watched it before The Help. Okay, so so did I. And one of the things that about halfway through The Help I thought of was, you know, I just watched a movie that was about like a, a tempered crybaby chef who's like just so upset and he needs this three-star review. And then I'm like watching this struggle happen. Yeah, like real. <laughs> yeah, like real, real life issues. things. And I was like, <laughs> what What a comparison of movies. It's like The Help has real life issues based on, you know, reality of things that happened and horrible things that happened. And and I think it was one of the scenes around um, um, she wasn't going to let, I can't remember who it was, but wasn't going to let Octavia Spencer use the, the, the same bathroom. Right. Yeah. And it was like raining outside and whatever. And it was around then where I was like, okay, so here's a character dealing with like an actual issue versus like Bradley Cooper's character who's like yelling and screaming over like pretty non-appetizing food being done not properly. I don't even know. Like, I, it was just it was a weird it's not the movie's fault. I just thought it was like a weird mix of like watching Burnt first and then going over to the help. I Okay, so... You, you address a good point. Like, why are we supposed to care about Bradley Cooper's character? That's like problem number one, right? Like, yeah, that that is a big problem. I think, and in like, this movie. he doesn't have a redemption arc because he stays crappy the whole movie. Yep. Like the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say his character changes in no ways. The only thing that I he can changes see. is that, like, he changes his cooking technique oh and and he has dinner with his uh fellow chefs yeah so i had a couple problems with this this movie right off the the bat so number one i hated that the opening scene had him narrating why essentially all of this the three years before as to like why he's where he is needs to be. Am I right. making sense? Like the yep. fact that, so I thought I'm a big fan of show. Don't tell a lot of the times in film. Yeah. And of course I don't think <laughs> they needed to have that voiceover at the very beginning of the movie. I thought it would have been much more interesting if slowly piece by piece, we're putting this together that like, Oh, he's had a fall from grace, you know, um, there was uh, drugs involved. Now he's sort of, you know, rebuilding his reputation. So A, mm-hmm. number one, that was like, I thought that was annoying, like annoying right off the bat. Number two, Bradley Cooper is kind of an annoying guy. <laughs> like as a person or an actor? As like an what actor, do you mean? As an okay. actor. So I am not a huge Brad- Bradley Cooper fan. I think he's good in um, Silver Linings Playbook. And right. I liked him in, it was a movie, American Hustle. I liked him in American Hustle. Okay, but yeah. by and large, I don't really care for his acting. Like this kind of like schmarmy, big ego. Like I didn't like him in um, A Star is Born. So anyways, I, I'm i like, I don't buy that Bradley Cooper is this hotshot chef who has living like spiraled into like very severe drug addiction. Like I didn't buy it for one minute. You know what I mean? (laughs) Someone says like, Oh, what happened to your face? And he's like, Louisiana and crack cocaine. 
no you don't look like bradley cooper if you've been <laughs> having him on crack cocaine for a certain amount of time i'm sorry <laughs> like he would be missing teeth that's just the reality of a yeah crack. To, for them to say that he like his addiction was so severe right like it was yeah. so gla- it was so glamorized like yeah they played I'm, it up as it was a huge huge i'm supposed to believe that bradley cooper <laughs> as presented in this film was living like bottom of the barrel for multiple well, years i don't I also know found like they kind of glossed over a lot of the drama that could have been had from that like the the whole when the the people show up and he owes money or whatever like he gets kind of beat up once and then it just gets taken care of like it's not it's not as big of a uh site no, for drama as i thought there it was, was no be. payoff like everything no. was set he, up he, <laughs> i think he was a little late once <laughs> like that was about it and like oh we're allowed to do spoilers when we do movies from a hat. Yeah, when movies from a hat is full spoilers. He's trying yeah. to get his Michelin star, and then you know it. He gets sabotaged by a chef, which that was good. I did like that. That was a good moment. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I'm like, yes, revenge, because this guy is a mm-hmm. crappy. But then um, he essentially tries to kill himself, right? Like, yeah, um, horrible. And then for them to be like. LOL, it wasn't the Michelin people. Yeah. And then he gets a second chance. Gets a second like, chance. Like, what were yeah, the stakes? Yeah. You know there weren't I mean? any. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, the, the, the parts of this movie I liked where the moments where you're kind of seeing behind the scenes uh, at this, at this like really high end restaurant and you're kind of seeing the interactions of the different people. And I thought the story of the 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 woman's chef that he brings on at the beginning, like, I thought she had a very interesting background. Like she had a lot of stuff that that was kind of unique and interesting, but they didn't really go there too much. We got a, we got instead we got the scene where Bradley Cooper like fell off the wagon and and like sang to a machine or something. I don't. I don't yeah, that was a horrible. No, what the I'm heck also, happened I'm like, there? What? <laughs> like he goes he like shows up at a, at his, his, his competitor's rival. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, who and his rival takes care of him and makes him an omelet. Like it's. It was very strange. It was very I random. I didn't get it. I think if the ending would have been, and then and then the movie ends essentially. Yeah. So his drug debt is paid by an ex girlfriend. Okay, yeah. weird, but all right. No um, real ex- explanation there, yeah, but all right. Again, no stakes. Like okay. Um, and then oh yep, he gets a second chance at a Michelin star. We don't know what the outcome is, and then he eats dinner as a family. I was like, is there not going to be another scene? Did you not yeah, you feel think. like the movie ended abruptly? But yes, it did. Yeah, I think the ending would have been better if he just didn't. You know, the first time was the real time. You know, they he they messed up. He didn't get the star because that would have been character growth, right? Because the mm-hmm. whole movie he's trying to chase perfection. Yeah, and then the growth would have been like, no, you have to live with imperfection. You yeah, have to yeah. w- live with not always winning. He'd have to, at that point, he'd have to find something else to kind of live for, something else yeah. to strive for. And maybe it could have been that character growth with, you know, he, he's he got these other chefs he's getting to know. Because there's also that young guy. Again, I can't remember any of their character names because it was know. so unimportant. Um, there's that other young guy he brought in from like a food truck. David. David, is that I the don't name? Know. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. something like 
David or Dan. Yeah, like, and they're like, the, like the girl's name is Helen or something. Like it's something really absurd. But I thought like that could have been more growth of like you get to know these young chefs and kind of the, he learns a lot from them as well yeah, as like would be another, they're learning from him. There would be another uh, like an additional. What is the different parts of a play act? There would be like act, one yeah. more act of him essentially like mentoring these these guys or whatever it would have made that right? communion more right like yeah. he he's going to teach them how to be good chefs but maybe someone teaches him how to be like a good leader right. or something where at the end you could still end on that family dinner thing but he joins in and there's more meaning to it like you get why he's doing it because these these two young chefs he brought in um you know they they both kind of taught him and showed him this way because the one guy is from like a food truck and she like was from another restaurant but was you know didn't like he describes her as like a chef who doesn't know how good she is so you kind of have these like two people he takes under his wings but there's no development there like nothing happens and i found that kind of annoying the other thing i hated was you know there's this like we see his mysterious ex-girlfriend for the second time and she just decides to pay his debts okay. yeah and then yeah. you know he says like essentially like forget about me like i'm too much trouble than i'm worth you well or whatever right like trying to say mm -hmm. like you're, I'm not worth it. And yet, he's perfectly fine with the other girl, the other young chef, having, you know, of them dating. So I'm like, oh, so this ex-girlfriend's too good for you, but this other woman is... <laughs> Okay to I also didn't like I didn't that? believe her falling for him like he treated her like garbage like there was yeah. I didn't like where was the redeeming quality like they didn't they had a couple moments together but I just didn't feel like it was earned I thought it was going to go more in a direction of that mentorship yeah like they were going to become close but more on a professional manner I didn't think they'd like randomly throw the romance in there um which again I just felt didn't pay off and didn't really go anywhere and it was just it just didn't it just didn't go anywhere for me like this there were moments that i liked in the movie and it was really the kitchen stuff but the plot to me was just all over the place they couldn't decide what they wanted to do and nothing really paid off i um i've watched enough anthony bourdain to like understand what they were trying to do like they're very much i don't know what it's like now but like this culture of kind of like bad boy chefs that Anthony right. Bourdain represented prior to his passing, like which was characterized by drug abuse and like pretty much fast living. And it was all about the food, right? Like, but like, I would rather just watch an Anthony Bourdain episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed right. to watch Bradley Cooper, like try, like, try to play an Anthony Bourdain. Because this isn't based on anything, is it? Like, other than, like, the, the chefs. Like, it's not based on previous material. Not that I'm aware of. I think really yeah, I didn't think so either. trying to capture, like, yeah. a segment of, like, food culture, which does exist. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, again, you're better off just watching, like, an, an old F Anthony Bourdain episode. Well, this came out either the same year or very close to to another movie. I think I, I brought it up last week called the, Chef. Yeah, the food truck. Which was a food truck movie, which John Favreau. And, and to me, that movie was like better. He was also like a, a temperamental chef. And he started his own sort of food truck kind of because he had to. Um, but I thought that that had character development. It had kind of an interesting uh, side story. It had things kind of going on with it. 
Um, he learns something and grows a little bit at the end. But this, yeah, the character didn't really go anywhere. Again, I left the movie kind of being like, okay, that was like fine. But there were a lot of weird things about it, especially now that you're you're kind of bringing them up and we, we, we list them where it's kind of like that. This movie doesn't really do much. <laughs> like nothing really, nothing really happens. There's no real stakes in the end because everything is kind of just manufactured. And I do think the comparison back to the help is like, why would I care about this chef and his non problems? <laughs> like right? it's just, like, it's really weird. Yeah, I just it. Yeah, I don't know. I overall it's like a fine movie right you'd catch this like i had said earlier you might catch this on tv when you're flipping through channels and you see like a couple like big name actors because there are quite a few big name actors in this movie yeah another movie with a lot of big name actors yeah and you'd be like okay i'll give it a try but for me this is really an airplane movie like yeah (laughs) yeah Um, yeah me too i that's exactly where I'm putting it. Like, I think this is an airplane it because I think you could just watch this on a move, an airplane, get distracted, but it doesn't matter about paying attention. Like it just, because nothing really pays off. It's just more, there's some atmosphere. There's some interesting things. I do have to say, I think the food looked very unappetizing. I, I don't know if it's just me and my taste. I wasn't into what anything they were doing. I am not a foodie. Um, I'm a very much a meat and potatoes type of girl. So I'm with you, Mike. I wouldn't eat at a fancy restaurant. I would be like, where's the hamburger? Yeah. Like- <laughs> his, I thought his speech about uh, Burger King was great. I thought he I thought was, was-, <laughs> was going to make like a burger restaurant, but like a high yeah. end. And I thought, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah. and he was going to well, hire, he was- you know, young and up and coming res- uh, mm-hmm. restaurant tour people and like, it was going to be like fast dining in a high class environment. Because he made such a big deal about how, you know, there's nothing wrong. He kept saying there's nothing wrong with Burger King. It's food of the peasants, but it's just, you know, it's taking a a slab of meat and trying to, you know, gussy it up best you can. I honestly thought that's where he was going. He was going to do like, like sort of low end stuff, but make it high, you know, high end. Like it's like, me too. you know, nothing kind of came of that either. I don't even know why the Burger King, thing was in there was it just product placement like i don't even know that's like what i mean about such low stakes like i don't understand yeah i just think the plot was not great i don't know it's just a weird it was like a i don't know who like i don't know what film producer or you know these big studio heads right i don't know who looked at that script and was like yep that's thrilling stuff. That's- I think it might. I think it might be exactly what you said already, Taylor. Where it's not the script. They were just like this. This sort of bad boy oh, chef cool. thing. Yeah, it was like really hot right now. We've got Bradley Cooper. Just throw him in this movie. There you go. Bradley Cooper's a, a bad tempered chef. There you go. And people will come. Right. Like that. Yeah. That's. I think that's what people thought. Like you'll you'll come see this movie and that's it. But yeah, I I think it definitely is. To me, it's a very, very random movie. I'd love to hear from Austin as to kind of what his thoughts were um, about selecting this movie. But yeah, I just, I think it's an airplane. I don't think there's there's much to it other than that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It is available <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Should, yes, you, should you like to stream it? Well, and The Help is also available on Disney Plus, I discovered. And I, so. I rented it on YouTube. 
eventually. Yes. Yeah, I, I never think to check Disney Plus, but it is there. If you want to watch The Help, it's on Disney Plus. Which made me wonder, how does Disney own... Oh, like why? How would they? Uh, because of Fox. Oh, got because it. of Fox. Because they when they when they right. purchased Fox, got they got it. a bunch of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, connections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I listen. I don't know. <laughs> my biggest thing was I couldn't get out of my mind that I felt these were on the opposite ends of spectrum of mattering in terms of yeah. of the real world stuff. Like the helps dealing with real world things and problems that are like pretty significant. Um, whereas burnt is like one narcissist's problems where it's, but I get it. I mean, I've, I've been someone running a business and running an not-for-profit and running a theater company and like doing all these things where like, that seems like the most important thing to you at the time. So I get it. And I get diving into it. It was I'm just sure a weird pairing. I'm sure you were never like as mean as Bradley Cooper. Um, not as mean. <laughs> I had my moments though. I was when after watching, I was reliving a couple of them. Like, ah. I definitely had my moments. Yeah, I, I definitely had my moments. I would never say I was mean. Your I was never outwardly moments. mean. But I, no, I was never a diva. I was more. I'm driven. This is what I'm gonna right. do. This my and way I don't. Or the highway. Yeah, but I was more that. This is the way we're doing things, and if you don't agree, that, that doesn't bother me. So I was more that side of it, which I know can sometimes lead to. But I never. I don't think I was ever mean. But I definitely was blunt to the point, kind of, you know, passive about feelings sometimes, which, again, sometimes has to happen. Like, I've read a lot of things about in order to be successful, you can't be worrying too much about what everyone thinks or you'll you'll just be sitting there worrying about everyone thinks all the time. But I don't think I ever got to the point where I was so narcissistic that I was treating it that you much. Like became a drug like addict? No, that'd be, I mean, I never, no. Like yeah. of- no, never had that. Never had, never had the drug debt. So there you go. I will <laughs> so. say one thing that, speaking of being sort of driven, that kind of like, that, you know, having your goal and going towards it, that is similar because Skeeter's character, I think she's called Skeeter, Emma Stone's character, you know, she's- Is that her name? Really? I think they oh. call her Skeeter in the movie. Okay. I don't um, know. Because, <laughs> you know, she's quirky. She doesn't oh. straighten her hair. We're calling oh, her okay. Skeeter. I don't know. Of course. Um, so her goal is that she wants to be a real writer, right? And so she's willing, and but there's like obstacles in her way to becoming a real writer and she has to- you know, break up with her boyfriend because she's not willing to compromise. So, you know, similar, Bradley Cooper has this, you know, dream of getting his third Michelin star, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's obstacles in his way and yep. he's unwilling to compromise. So that, I guess, would be kind of the biggest. And then the, uh, what I had mentioned earlier, that they both feel like Sunday afternoon movie channel yeah. movies yeah i definitely agree yeah i agree with that um yeah and i i think that like both had elements of of a of a kind of seeing themselves as a higher class versus another like you have this kind of like um this club of chefs and the like the the world of the chefs and then you get those kind of the ladies and in, right. in the help who are like we got our bridge club and it's just like different like i think you kind of see some of those similarities in there um, I thought m- most all mer- male characters sucked in both films. They were just terrible people um, in both movies. Um, I can't like other than wh- whoever the the restaurant owner guy that he kind of bullies into giving him a job. Oh, he, the one he that's was fine. in love with him. Yeah, um, he was all right. Like he Jeremy was an okay. After. 
His last name, I think, yeah. is Brule, Daniel. Yeah, yes, and he was he plays Zemo in the in the Marvel movies. Yeah, he, he was great. He, you know, Loved him. he was fine, and his character wasn't like vindictive or whatever. You know, it, but that was about it. Like between two movies, that was I think the only male who had anything like good to say or do. Like everyone else just kind of sucked. Um, that that was a comparison I drew. Yeah, people exploiting other people for their game. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. So the again. Bradley Cooper essentially just like steamrolling everyone to get his way. And then like the mean, well, just unfortunately how the, all of the African-American maids were exploited. Right. But yeah. um, So yeah, just like the crappiness of human nature is the, I guess. Yeah. I guess you could draw uh, as well, just in terms of the way they behave, that comparison between Bradley Cooper and the kind of main, um, I think it was Bryce Dallas yeah, Howard, yeah. who was kind of like just horrible to everyone. You could draw comparisons between the two. Like they kind of steamrolled a lot of people, even like because that's the thing. Like Bryce Dallas Howard treated everyone poorly, even yeah. her so-called friends, and like her mom. very control her mom. She's very controlling and manipulative. Um, so I think that you could kind of see that all over the place. So, yeah, I think both of them. You could draw a lot of similarities there um, between them, but yeah, I mean, it's it was an interesting watch these two films, and I think the comparisons were were kind of fascinating in that way. But I, I don't know if I don't know if these two films I would ever just pick up and revisit unless I was forced to. Like, I don't really see a reason to ever see watch them. I definitely would never watch Burnt Again. Like, no, no, no interest. But that being said, if I was visiting my parents and, you know, taking advantage of their cable, flipping channels, the help is the only thing on, then you might keep it on. I yeah. keep it on. But yeah. it would not be a movie that I would actively seek out. Yeah. Like, I think I could think of other movies I would want to go to first. But yeah, you're right. I, you know, I could see the flip flip around value of them. But yeah, I, I think the help was slightly better than Burnt, but both movies i kind of had the similar experience like these are fine these are like whatever move on i think the help is a lot better than burned yeah (laughs) just like i I guess like again with it made more sense but like yeah i just thought like the writing was much better character development like the plot makes sense more or less like you understand why the people are doing what they're doing yeah, the the help is definitely more of a film that makes sense, and it's more of an experience watching it than burnt. Um, I just felt kind of meh about them. Like again, I'm I'm giving help a stream it and and burnt an airplane it, so I, I liked it a little bit better. But with both of them, I I don't know. I just I just felt I was kind of like meh. Yeah. Watch the movies. It's fine. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> um, shall we draw two more movies out yeah. of our hat? Now this will be the tenth one, so maybe after ten we'll take a bit of a break. Um, and do I don't even know if we'll do anything else because nothing else is out. Um, but uh, but yeah, we will this will be number ten up for the Conjuring episode. That's correct. Yes. Um, so... And there's there's a couple things that came out on streaming platforms, Taylor, that we might be able to do okay. over the next couple weeks as well. So I'm sure we'll find something. But I just thought next week's number ten. We'll cap it at ten for now, and then we'll come back to the movie club later. Um, there's lots of movies in here, so. Let's, Let's see. Drum roll. Here we go. So, movie club number 10 from the hat. Here we go. This first one is Angriest Man in Brooklyn. 
Okay. I don't. I'm not familiar with that movie. Actually, it I've like, heard of it before, but don't. Sounds familiar. We'll have to look that up. So, Angriest Man in Brooklyn, number one, and the second film out of this magical hat. Oh, I grabbed two. Got to pick one. <clears throat> what? I don't even know what this says. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Uh, <clears throat> Taylor, stall them. <laughs> Well, Angry's Man in Brooklyn is a 2014 American comedy dramedy. Comedy, sorry, comedy drama. So a dramedy with Robin Williams, Milos Kunis, Peter Dinklage, and Melissa Leo. I don't know if I know what this movie is. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Um, okay, so this one I had to I had to look it up just to make sure I did indeed write it down. So it's the Gunnersy Literacy and Potato Peel Pie Society. Oh, I've wanted to see that movie. What is this movie? I have never heard of this. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's like a. It's, it's a Netflix film. Yeah, it's um, Lily Allen. I think is in it. It's a romance drama period piece. 1946, a London-based writer begins exchanging letters with residents on the island of Guernsey, which was German-occupied during World War II. Okay. So the, the Gur... Did you say Guernsey? Is that how you say it? I don't know how to say it. It's Lily Whatever. James. Gu- it's Lily James. Lily James. Okay, so it's Who? the, the Guernsey... Too bad. Gu- <laughs> well, we'll make connections, but Lily James... Also in burnt for two seconds, yeah. So there you go. Um, okay, so it's the it's the Guernsey Literacy and Potato literary. Peel Society. The Guernsey literary. literary, sorry, and potato literary peel and potato pie. peel pie. <laughs> oh god, the Gunnersy. Okay, whatever. It's the 2018 film. It's on Netflix. <laughs> look up, uh, look up, really James. I guess it'll be on, our, it'll be on our social media. <laughs> we'll put it on our social media. It's, so it's a 2018 film. Drama, romance, war film. Okay, and the angriest man in Brooklyn. Wow, that's a lot to fit on a small piece of paper. No wonder I can't read it. <laughs> God. So it's the so it's liter. Okay, literary. Literary. So it's the Gunner C Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Yes. Yeah. That, so I feel. I, I mean, when when I put it on social media, people will see the tiny uh, thing it's on. Wow. Okay, we're gonna find out who submitted that one. Um, okay. So we got that and Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Oh, this is going to be quite the week. I've, I've never seen or even like really, uh, these films have never been on my radar. So this is going to be fascinating. Yep. Never a dull moment with movies no. from a hat. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of, that's how we're going to end it for a little while at least. We'll come back to movies from a hat eventually. Next week, movies from a hat number 10. And then we'll do some streaming catch up and get ready for The Conjuring. It's going to be coming out in June. Thank you everybody for listening. Go stream some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.